Hi, I'm Brooke Janewski, and welcome to Charity Talks. Today I interviewed Creighton Drury, the CEO of Partnership to End Addiction. You may or may not be familiar with the organization, but I'm almost positive that you've heard of some of their public service announcements, including the famous, This Is Your Brain on Drugs. As you'll hear, the partnership takes a comprehensive approach to fighting addiction, including through prevention, research, and providing resources to families who are affected by addiction. I really enjoyed hearing from Creighton, and I think that you'll find that he offered a lot of valuable information about addiction. Today I'm here with the CEO of Partnership to End Addiction, Creighton Drury. Creighton, thank you so much for being here today. Hi, Brooke. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. So to start, can you share a little bit about yourself and your background and how you got involved with this organization? Sure, I would love to. I, um, you know, it's interesting. I, um, you know, I think I tell people that I spent the first 20 years of my life so passionate about sports and uh, basketball and baseball, and they were like the driving forces in my life. And at some point, I was in my early 20s, I had to figure out what my next passion was. And uh, for the past 20 years, working with young people, uh, helping them to have opportunities to succeed and uh, to do great things. And in the course of that work, I began to realize that many young people, a lot of families that I, I worked with, um, were having experiences and, and challenges with substance use and addiction. and and that's really what led me to come to Partnership to End Addiction. I've been with this organization for about three years now, and uh, it's really a, a great way to continue my um, my passion and uh, work on issues that, that you know matter to not only me, but to millions of people across the country. Yeah, definitely. And I know that Partnership to End Addiction has a storied past, having produced national public service announcements that have led to huge decreases in drug use by teenagers. And then it shifted to more of a focus in the 2000s on science-based research and services for parents. So could you just talk a little bit more about your mission? Sure. I mean, we, um, partnership to end addiction is a, um, um, you know, it really has been doing this work for more than 30 years now. And, you know, it's really, today it's, the combination of these two organizations that have been doing the work for years. Um, and it builds on what you just talked about, you know, the, the issues campaigns, focus on families, uh, really some of the best policy analysis and research uh, in this field over the last 25, 30 years. Uh, what we realized over the last few years is that all this work really needs to now translate into um, the next stage, which is helping to make change in this country. And so, you know, partnership and addiction, our mission today is to transform our, uh, how our nation addresses addiction. Um, and we really focus on doing that in a number of ways. And one of them is a laser-like focus on empowering families because we know families are such an important part of the solution. Um, but we also make sure that we build on that experience to ensure that we're, uh, we're shaping public policy in this country and moving public policy in this country. And that we're also making sure that healthcare and, and specifically care for addiction um, is moving forward as well. Uh, and, and last but not least, and, and one of the most important things about trying to address and change the way we 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 um, we confront addiction in this country is make sure we're we're changing culture too, and we're talking about addiction and substance use in a way that allows us to overcome the stigma uh, that is such a big part of um, you know really a lot of the challenges and barriers that we face. 
Yeah, and I'm just wondering, how do you go about doing that? What are some of your programs and processes? Well, it's a uh, it's, it's a great question, uh, and the, the short answer is uh, one day at a time, one step <laughs> at a time. Uh, but what I would say to you is that you know one thing I would want anyone listening to take away from um, uh, from our conversation um, is that there are certain things about addiction that everyone should know. And the first one is that uh, it's a disease, and it's a preventable and treatable disease. And so uh, that's one of the areas we spend a lot of time focusing on. Um, and you know, it's also important for people to know that. Um, it's a public health issue, right? And in fact, it's a public health crisis um, because of the enormity of the, of the, of the consequences um, in lives lost and in all kinds of other ways. And so there's a sense of urgency around that. Um, and, and the third thing that we want everyone to know is that when we think about how to prevent and treat addiction, when we think about how to mobilize our nation uh, to do more, we know from our research and we know from our experience that families and, when, and parents, and when they're involved, uh, whether it's in helping their, their children or their loved ones to prevent or treat um, or, or support recovery, or whether it's to raise their voice to help us um, make change in this country. We know that when they're involved, the odds are better. Uh, the success and the likelihood of success is much better. And so um, so when you ask how do we do this work, um, that's our first step. You know, We engage with families every single day um, to make sure that we're providing them with the resources, uh, the support, uh, the information uh, and the love and and, uh, and and empathy, quite frankly, that they need to help their help their children and their loved ones, um, their families, and, and oftentimes to help us also be a voice for change. And so that's where our work starts. And I'd be happy to share more information about how we do that. But that's that's really the starting point for us. Yeah, and I think that really brings up this idea of I know you have. Um, these four core truths about addiction. So if you could just discuss them a little, I think that would be really helpful. Sure, absolutely. Well, I just touched on a few of them, right? It's this idea that addiction is a preventable, treatable disease, right? Addiction is a chronic relapsing disease. Um, just think about it that way, but understanding that it's preventable and treatable is so important. Um, you know, the second truth that we like to talk about is reminding people that addiction is not a moral failing, right? I mean, addiction um, is really... Um, this public health issue that uh, requires love and compassion um, and empathy and support and good information, um, not blame, uh, not punishment, uh, certainly not stigmatized. And so we do a lot of work to, to focus on that because it is, um, it is in fact, um, that's so important to this. Um, I mentioned that it's a public health issue. Yeah. Uh, last thing being families, when families are involved, uh, we know the odds um, of success are better. And so we tend to organize our work around that. And let me just start quickly with, um, you know, families, because uh, that's one of the things any of your viewers or listeners today might uh, want to take away is that, you know, a starting point is just to go to our website, uh, drugfree.org. Um, it's more than just an ordinary website. It's a website that's really the best place uh, in the world to go for, for information about addiction, but also as a parent, how I can help my um you know, my, my son or daughter or my loved one uh, or myself or, my, or a cousin or someone in my family. And so we have just best in class information. Uh, but more than that, we also every single day work with families in a number of different ways. We have a helpline um, where, where parents can reach specialists who can help them develop, develop an individualized plan and provide you know, customized support. Uh, we also have a whole range of uh, um, e-learning programs that are available online parents who want to learn more or come together to, to increase their, their skills and their understanding on, on parenting, especially in the context of, uh, 
of, of how to help a child who's, who might be struggling with substance abuse. Um, we have a texting program uh, so people can sign up for our Help and Hope with Text program to get reminders and, uh, and, and timely information depending on what their needs might be. Um, we have online support groups, which we've increased over the last several uh, months as, as an important uh, as an important way to make sure that we're reaching families remotely. And, you know, in a number of other things that we do, we also have a really amazing um, network of peer parent coaches. Um, so we have parents who've been through the experience in many cases. We're also volunteering to provide support uh, and, uh, and advice and guidance to those who are going through. Um, through, through whatever they might be going through. And, and, and these range of supports and resources we have really help us to focus on, on, on supporting parents and helping them to be empowered uh, to help their, uh, their children and their, uh, and their loved ones. Yeah, I think it's really interesting, this idea of not just supporting the kids, which is important in itself, but also supporting parents because they're going through this experience too as a result of their children. So I think that's really important and I also was wondering about you talked about how it's really not a moral failure of any individual and I think that that's so important too because a lot of people don't really address this issue as a disease-based issue they address it as a moral issue so I think that's really cool yeah no you you hit on some some important points there and um you know and and it seems like such a, a, a an apparent starting point for the conversation but but when you frame it the right way, you know, and this is a disease, it's a public health issue. Um, we shouldn't be bringing judgment or, or um, any thought of, of, of punitive, um, you know, response to this. And oftentimes it's because people just don't understand or they, they, they put everything in the frame of their experience and not knowing what's possible and that, and that, and that solutions are achievable. And so we do a lot of work to frame it that way. Um, and that allows to, us to create progress in, um, in bringing solutions, right? And, and one of the things I mentioned before is addiction is a preventable, treatable disease. One of the things we, we really, uh, you know, make it a priority to focus on is that we know from our research, we know from the research that, um, that if we can bring focus on prevention, it makes such a huge difference. Think about this um, statistic. Nine in, nine in 10 people who are struggling with substance use disorder or addiction, um, began using more substances before the age of 21. Um, and it really just speaks to this idea that um, addiction has roots in adolescence, you know, it, it, most of the time. And so it just makes sense that if we can do all we can to prevent, um, to delay, uh, to intervene early, to help support young people uh, when they're in adolescence and when they're, they may be beginning to use uh, and ultimately misuse, that if we can address it then, we stand the best chance of, of, of preventing uh, someone from developing, you know, uh, an ongoing addiction, uh, a lifelong addiction. And so how do we bring resources to that? And it begins with information um, and knowledge and also the understanding that parents matter. One of the things we also know from our work uh, is that parents um, are pro- or in most cases are uh, the biggest influence on whether a young person is going to decide to, um, to begin uh, using or and or getting to the point of misusing um, you know, alcohol or drugs. Uh, and so we have to empower parents to recognize that uh, and look for early signs. You know, those are things that make a difference. Um, and, uh, and it begins by understanding that addiction is not a, a moral issue. It's a, it's a health issue. Yeah. And so what are some of these signs that parents or anyone in general can look out for if they're concerned? Sure. Well, I, I think just starting with the point that parents 
often know their kids the best, you know, definitely, and, uh, and understanding who they are and, and, and what and what's going on in their lives. Um, you know, and, and the other thing I would say at the outset is just, you know, every every situation is different, and so we have such incredible resources on our website. So for anyone who's listening, I would encourage you to come to drugfree.org. It's easy to find the space to uh, to get to our resources on on, on uh, guides to help parents think about this. But you just think about, you know, what your your children are going through every single day. And are you seeing things that are a little unusual? Are they hanging out with a, a different group of friends? Are they removing themselves a little bit more uh, from their interactions with you? Um, is there something happening in their lives that's causing some stress? You know, has there been, uh, you know, some, some undue stress? Maybe there's been some trauma, you know, um, in their lives. Um, you know, looking for those signs, any, any signs that a young person is, is beginning to disengage or disconnect. Because one of the, the overarching themes of our work is that, um, you know, is that when you think about addiction, uh, in many ways, the, the opposite of that is you want to bring connection, right? And whether that's in, in, in helping people connect to find treatment or to support their recovery, but also when we think about prevention, we want to make sure that young people are connected uh, with, um, you know, their, 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 their positive influences in their lives, their parents, their coaches, their, their peers, positive activities, um, you know, taking, you know, making sure they're taking, um, uh, you know, taking advantage of, of the kinds of things you're doing right now, right? The positive activities and the positive efforts. And so if you see signs that your, your, your child is pulling away from those kinds of things or disengaging or disconnecting, that's the time for you to connect, to engage, to understand that behaviors, um, you know, make sense, you know, and, and whether it's a positive behavior or whether it's a behavior that concerns you, your job is to connect, to engage. Um, and one of the most beautiful ways I've heard it described is that it's at that point that you don't judge, but you, you ask why, you know, why, you know, why are you feeling this way? Why are you, um, why are you beginning to use drugs or why have you tried drinking or why, uh, you know, why, and being there as a parent um, or as a, a caring adult who can do that in an empathetic way um, so that that young person knows that they can, they, they can engage and connect and they'll find support with you. And that's, you know, it, it's, you know, again, it's different in every situation, but that's, you know, that's the, the general approach um, that we've um, come to realize makes a difference and, and, um, and is part of the way to, uh, to address that. Yeah, I think that sometimes parents or older figures aren't always feeling comfortable talking about these issues of other people or their children. So I think that it's really important that they just feel open to discuss them. I think, would you agree that's an important way in really prevention in general and helping make sure that issue doesn't escalate. It's, it, it's, um, it's, um, it, I couldn't agree more, you know, um, you know, I, I think, you know, the certain themes that we keep coming back to, it's, um, stay engaged. Uh, don't be afraid to have the conversation, you know, without judgment, right. As to the behavior, but with concern and asking why, and how can I be supportive reinforcing positive behaviors? Like it's just being engaged to reinforce, you know, the, the good, uh, the good results in school or the, the activities, um, you know, that, that your, your kids are taking part in, um, you know, the, the successes you've had, uh, healthy living, right? You know, one of the things that's important for parents, too, is to talk about, you know, how, how they deal and cope with stress. You know, the other day I was thinking about how I was exercising and my, my son saw me exercising and I was sweating profusely. And I thought that was a good thing because he saw that, you know, this is one of the ways that I take care of myself and, uh, and also think about. Um, you know, making sure I'm able to handle uh, whatever's happening in my life, and you're you're, you're modeling effective, uh, positive coping behavior. There's all kinds of um, things like that, and 
you know, and the last thing I would say is, you know, you know, one of our um, team members is a great sort of, he does a lot of trainings and, and, uh, and seminars for parents. And, you know, he'll talk about how sometimes he'll joke around. He's like, would you rather have the conversation about, about, about sex with your child, with your adolescent or about drugs? And most will say, oh, I'm happy to talk about drugs um, as a way of sort of putting some validity to the notion that um, this is a, a topic that you should talk with your young people about. Don't be afraid to talk about it. Um, educating, informing, making young people aware of the risks um, uh, and beginning to do that early is better than not talking about it because um, just in the act of doing that, you're not only educating and informing uh, and empowering your child, but you're also, um, you're also um, uh, connecting with them and engaging with them as awkward as, it, as awkward as it might seem for some to do that. Yeah, and I think that's also important to consider. I know that, I think that one of the worst things that a parent can do while connecting with their child is really just this idea of judging and jumping in, like, you're not doing drugs, are you? So I definitely think that's important empathy in a situation and just discussion, open discussion. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And it's, it's you know, it, admittedly, it's hard. You know, one of the things we say for ourselves and parents is not to blame yourselves either or judge yourselves too harshly. Uh, but, you know, we all feel the stress and the pressures. But remembering, um, again, coming back to what I, I shared earlier, is that, um, you know, substance uh, use, substance misuse, there's so many societal norms uh, that, that make this something that shouldn't surprise us uh, on one hand. But on the other hand, all the more reason why, um, you know, we want to talk about it the right way and, um, and not without judgment, but with, um, you know, understanding, empathy, uh, and ultimately empowerment so that people know that they've got a support system, um, hopefully in preventing it, uh, but also um, uh, in having to treat it if necessary. And it's just so important to emphasize that earlier um, matters so much, right? So whether we're talking about preventing, you know, someone from, from uh, using uh, alcohol or drugs in their teen years, but also like the earlier uh, young people start the world, right? So the more you can delay uh, someone using, you know, someone who may, who may be tempted to, to begin, uh, you know, experimenting at 15, but waits till 18 or 19, or intervening early at the same point, you know, if you, if you begin to see a problem in terms of treating it, um, uh, catching it early and, uh, and, and finding help early uh, makes such a big difference, um, you know, and, and the, the data really supports that. And so, you know, like anything else that you're trying to prevent, um, you know, over the course of time, um, you know, we like to put a lot of effort in trying to prevent and intervening early. Um, but at the same time, parents are critical and, and, uh, and crucial when we start talking about how we help people to get help, you know, whether it's a, an adolescent or a teenager or a young adult or or an adult, you know, getting getting treatment um, um, is so important and there's quality effective treatment available, but too many people don't realize it's available or there's other reasons why they're not uh, they're not uh, willing or, or ready to get help. But that's one of the other things that we, we like to focus on. And again, parents are a big, a big part of helping people uh, to recognize that. Yeah, and once parents do recognize that their child might be struggling or once they've had that conversation with them, what are some of the things that they can do afterwards to make sure that their children are getting help? Right. Well, I, I, I think following up is always important, but I, I think one of the things that we um, really emphasize, and, and again, you, you really picked up on this earlier in one of your questions, um, you know, we really, we as an organization, Partnership and Addiction wants to be there we love to help every single young person, every single person who's struggling with addiction in this country directly. There's a lot of great treatment centers and other 
programs that do that, we've made the decision to help the helpers. And parents and family members are oftentimes in the best position to be the, the best helper. Um, so part of their job um, is to empower their young people and support their young people. And so making sure that they have the right information and the resources. That's why we're so proud of our of our website and all of the resources that we provide to parents because it really is um, you know, the best information parents can get to better understand addiction, to better understand the particular nature of what their child might be uh, experiencing or going through, depending on whether it's a different need state, you know, are they early in their use or are they at a, at a sort of a, um, a point of, um, you know, of addiction uh, that requires much more engagement. Um, but we have that information, we have that resources, and we also have um, the staff and the people, we have specialists who work with parents uh, directly. We have these parent coaches who are just amazing. And we realize it's so important for parents and, and family members to, to realize that they have to take care of themselves too. Because when you're the helper, oftentimes you realize that it's not just um, uh, trying to engage with your with your child the right way and, and follow up and give them the information. There's going to be ups and downs. It's going to be challenging. There's going to be um, heartbreak and heartache. And there's also going to be breakthrough moments. Um, but it's important to take care of yourself. And you know you have a network of people to take, you know, to, 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 to connect with. And that's what we try to provide uh, to thousands of families every year. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And a sort of different issue that I definitely just want to bring up was what do you think about media and movies portrayal of addiction and just drug use in general? Because I know a lot of times that online children can see this glorified version. So how do you go about combating this image that might already be in their heads? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And I think, you know, when we talked earlier about, you know, what we do as an organization, the last thing I mentioned was we really try to figure out how we can have an impact on culture because the culture um, in our nation um, not only contributes to creating a stigma, right? That addiction is a, uh, you know, is a negative um, uh, thing and it's a, it's a moral failing and, uh, and you can't do anything about it. Um, or, you know, once you have, you know, sort of, you know, um, to thinking about it differently, but it also speaks to, you know, the way, um, you know, substances and, and alcohol and drugs and, uh, and that part of the culture is also glorified whether it's in the movies or online. And I think it's one of the real um, challenges that we have uh, as a nation because, you know, you know, in some ways, you know, you, many people across this country live in communities where the idea of drinking or partying or, or tailgating in high school or in college is sort of glorified and almost looked at as a rite of passage. And every one year there's that peer pressure to do it. Uh, and oftentimes adults and, and uh, and, uh, and community members are sort of, you know, benignly reinforcing it. And you certainly see it in the movies uh, and otherwise. Uh, but then, you know, um, you know, it kind of transition of several years later and someone's dealing with addiction and they need help and there's not the resources or the empathy or the understanding. It's really a cruel double standard. And so, so whether we're really trying to focus the issue on culture to, to, to not make it normal, to be drinking and using drugs and smoking uh, when you're a teenager or a young adult, um, uh, or whether it's uh, making sure that there's love and support and understanding that addiction is a disease just like uh, any other disease that you would want to support someone in. That's a big part of the work. And I wish I could tell you I knew what the answer is other than continuing to share stories. You know, one of the things we try to do is get everyone, um, you know, who we work with 
um, to understand it's important to talk about it, right? And to, to talk about it and to share your story. Um, that's a big part of how we try to address it. Um, I know there's a lot of people who, who, who want to tackle this issue and, and we're, we're one of them because it's, um, because when that begins to shift, um, you know, it'll make it easier to, um, to make the progress we need uh, to have resources to support this. Um, but, but they go hand in hand and it's a really, it's a really, um, perceptive question that you ask because it's, uh, uh I, I wish there was an easy answer. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely just a complex issue. And I think that sometimes the easiest and best way to really combat it is sometimes the most simple way, which is just talking to people and just making sure you have a conversation. You know, it's interesting because, you know, we know that, um, you know, more than 20 million people in the country are, are affected by addiction as in they're, they're, they're dealing with it. Um, and we know that, you know, last year about 150,000 people uh, died from addiction related uh, causes, whether it's overdose, which is, was about 70,000 last year, alcohol related deaths, um, you know, um, and 150,000 a year. Um, and we also know that there's a lot of people who won't raise their hand to say that they're struggling because of the stigma. And we also know that people who are struggling are affecting not only themselves, but their loved ones and people in their lives. And so, you know, whenever I talk about the issue in a group and you, you sort of ask the question, who here, um, either yourself is affected or knows somebody, a close friend or a family member who um, has been impacted by addiction. And really, um, almost always everyone raises their hand. And um, and so this is this is an issue that's touching all parts of our, our of our nation and um, all corners of, of society. And um, and it's um, you know and it's this job I think again of shifting um, you know the way that we think about it um, both in terms of the culture um, of of use um, and glorifying it as you mentioned, but but also the culture of supporting it and making sure there's enough resources to help people who are going through this because the impact that it has is lost lives, um, as I mentioned, which is tragic, but so many other consequences, people who can't work, uh, productivity, uh, and just in general, a sense of, um, a sense of, um, you know, uh, hope, you know, uh, an individual and, um, and family, uh, family dynamics for sure. Yeah, and how can people best get involved in partnership to end addiction if they really just want to help out? Well, they want to help. They can go to our website, and we, um, you know, we have a lot of ways people can help. Drugfree.org. Um, you know, if, if you're someone who needs help, or you've been, you've had an experience where you want to give back. As I mentioned, we have a network of parent coaches. We're always uh, looking for parent coaches who want to get trained and be support um, to others. Um, we are always looking for advocates. We have a network of advocates across the country who help us to raise um, the voice on important issues, whether it's more funding or whether it's certain uh, policies that we know need to happen or whether it's just bringing attention to these issues. Um, and then we can always use the support uh, financially from anyone who wants to invest in a good cause. And so um, there's a lot of ways to help. Um, uh, and I would just encourage people to visit our website, again, drugfree.org. Um, it's just a, a wealth of information, even if you just want to learn more about the issue, um, it's a great place to go. Is there anything that you'd like to bring to everyone's attention or sum up everything from before? Well, you've asked such great questions. I, I, I think uh, hopefully I, I've covered a lot of it. You know, I would come back to, to you know, the, the, the truths that we talked about. I just want people to, to know that addiction uh, is a preventable, treatable disease. Um, it is a public health issue. It's not a moral issue. It's a public health issue um, that there are solutions um, and that engagement, 
connection. If you're a parent, if you're a coach, if you're a caring adult, whether it's a young person in your life or a friend or a peer, being engaged, being connected uh, makes a difference. Um, and so you can't go wrong if you do that. Um, and if you want to look more on how to do that as well as you can, again, visit our website and uh, there's plenty of information there on how to how to help um, make a difference and uh, and be part of the solution on this because um, you know we certainly uh, we certainly uh, need a lot of help. Yeah, well, thank you so much for coming to talk about this because I think that it's really important that people just know about some of the resources out there. So thank you. Well, thank you, Brooke, and thank you for what you're doing. I think your your podcast and 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 putting a light on issues like this one and causes like this one is um is doing a great service and is a real testament to you. So thank you very much.